You can do better than that, brethren. I mean to Yahweh, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Thank you for the Lord. In Jesus' name, we have worshipped. Shall we pray? I want you to cry unto the Lord and say, Father, Father today, today, let me have an encounter with you that will change the whole of my life. Go ahead and pray for yourself. I said, let's pray. You pray, pray loud unto the Lord. Cry unto him. Say, Lord Jesus, let me have an encounter with you today that will change the whole of my life. In the name of Jesus, the power, the anointing to move forward, release upon me today. In the name of Jesus. Father, let your power come upon me. Let your anointing come upon me. Let your grace to move forward come upon me. In the name of Jesus. Let your spirit, let your power. Thank you for the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. If you have the grace to keep on standing, please keep on standing. If you don't have sufficient strength for one reason or the other, and you have to sit down, please sit down. Because we want to pray for the next 10 or 15 minutes. One of the secrets of success in life is to know your area of strength and weaknesses. My area of weakness is when I start preaching, I find it difficult to stop. You didn't hear that. One of my areas of weaknesses is I enjoy speaking God's word. And when I start, I find it challenging to stop. It's just so delicious. So what we will do first is to pray. I will be forced to stop when the time expires for me to stop. Is that okay? Your faces are scary. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus deliver me. From every spirit of error and deception and derailment on my way to my destiny. Say, Father, deliver me from every spirit of error, of deception, of derailment on my way to my destiny. Go ahead and pray for yourself. Father, in the name of Jesus, deliver me by your spirit, by your anointing. By, your, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, deliver me from the spirit of error, from the spirit of deception, from derailment. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of error, deception, derailment, on my way to greatness, on my way to my destiny, deliver me, O oh God, by your power, by your word, by your spirit, by your anointing, by your hand. Deliver me, O oh God. Let me not be deceived. Let it not be possible for the devil to deceive me. Let it not be possible for my flesh to deceive me. Let it not be possible for circumstances to deceive me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for the Lord. In Jesus name we pray. The prayer sessions are part of the sermon. The second prayer point is Father. Father. By your grace. 
help me to be led and guided by your spirit by your word father in the name of jesus help me oh lord to be led to be guided by your spirit help me to live the spirit free life go ahead and pray for yourself father in the name of jesus help me to be led to be guided by your spirit spirit of the living god i surrender myself to you i submit myself to you let me be led let me be guided by your spirit in the name of jesus father teach me by your spirit how to be led by the holy spirit how to be led by the word how to be led by your authority not by the flesh not by circumstances but by your spirit open the eyes of my understanding in the name of jesus let my ears be open let me hear from you let my heart be enlightened let me hear from you let me understand your way let me understand your purpose the spirit of wisdom the spirit of grace to understand you to hear you to understand to be led boldness and courage to obey you in every circumstance however difficult i receive that grace i receive that strength i receive the boldness i receive sound mind to say yes to your will thank you for the lord blessed be your name thank you in jesus name we pray many reasons the reason we don't make advancement the way we are supposed to is because we have been deceived we have been led astray and we've wasted time we've wasted destiny we've wasted opportunities but we are serving yahweh the almighty god the god who can cause supernatural restoration to take place say father your power your anointing and your wisdom to recover lost ground in life in destiny in opportunity let it come upon me let the grace to recover lost ground and opportunity in my marriage in my finances in my ministry in my relationship in every area of my life every opportunity i have lost every privilege i have lost every advantage i have lost every influence i have lost every spiritual power spiritual gift spiritual understanding that i have lost every gift of the holy ghost i have lost every blessing every finance every influence every blessing i have lost in my marriage the husband i have missed the wife i have missed the children i have not had the joyful family i have not had father i receive grace to recover i recover the anointing to recover the grace to recover the grace to recover my destiny power of god to recover my destiny i recover i recover all i receive the grace of god i receive divine leading i receive divine guidance i receive the ability of god to recover lost ground to recover lost opportunities to recover lost influencing to recover lost influence and power to recover the grace of god my marriage my blessing my family my breakthrough oh father i receive grace i receive wisdom thank you father lord 
In Jesus' name we pray. We're talking of advancing supernaturally. Let me tell you a man who advanced, who received divine speed. His name was Elijah. When the Holy Ghost came upon him, he outran chariots. The Holy Ghost will come upon you. The secret of Elijah was the Bible says, and the hand of God rests upon him. If you don't mind, if you are healthy enough, you are going to lift up your two hands and you are going to say, Father, let your hand come upon me for divine speed, divine advancement, supernatural advancement. Let your hand rest upon me. If you can cry unto the Lord, go ahead and pray. Shout unto the Lord, cry unto the Lord. Say, Father, let your hand come upon me. As your hand was upon Elijah, let your hand come upon me. Let your hand rest upon me. Let your hand of mercy, your hand of grace, your hand of power, your hand of favor. Let your hand come upon me, Lord. Let your hand come upon my marriage. Let your hand come upon my wife. Let your hand come upon my daughter. Let your hand come upon my son. Let your hand come upon my ministry. My spiritual life. My ministry. Let your hand come upon me. For divine speed. Divine advancement. Supernatural advancement. Unparalleled advancement. Unstoppable advancement. Let your hand come upon me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for the Lord. In Jesus name we pray. Many times when we, when we stray and we take the wrong steps, many, many times in life, we pay the price. The price of pain. The price of losses. But thank God because we serve a living God whose blood can delete any negative past. We are going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, all the effects of my past wrong decision, all the shame, all the reproach, all the poverty, all the ill luck, by the power of your blood, go ahead and delete them. Rewrite the story of my life. In the name of Jesus, Christ. go ahead and pray. Father, every negative impact of my negative past, all the all the sinfulness then, all the adversity all the reproach all the shame Father in the name of Jesus delete 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 them delete them delete them delete them delete them in the name of Jesus thank you for the Lord in Jesus name we pray finally you are going to say Father let me tell you the background story to this prayer. In the text we read, the Lord spoke to Paul expressly. Go to Macedonia. He was obeying God. But there were adversities on the way, including demonic obstruction, including imprisonment. But he overcame. You will overcome. 
Whether you say amen or not, because you happen to find your way, way here today, you will overcome. So every obstruction, every stronghold, every power, every adversity, every imprisonment, every blockage on my way to my destiny. Now listen. Now you begin to mention all the areas of your destiny. My marriage, my relationship, my career, my finances. Say, Father, I take authority over all these obstructions. I command you to move out my way. I take authority over the demonic power. I cast you out. Go ahead and begin to pray for yourself. This is spiritual warfare. You will succeed. Every obstacle, every obstruction, every demonic power, demonic oppression along my way of greatness and victory, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get out of my way. Every principality, every familiar spirit, every hindrance, every adversity, every imprisonment, every wall of Jericho, I command you to bow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Go ahead and begin to bless the name of the Lord. Go ahead and begin to praise Him for answering your prayer. Thank God for answering your prayer. Lift up your voice and say, Thank you, Jesus, for a new beginning, for divine power to advance forcefully by the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus' name we pray. I prophesy over your life that as you have cried unto the Lord, so shall it be. Your way shall be open. God's power for supernatural advancement will rest upon you. Divine wisdom to to overcome every adversity of life, receive it now. All your losses, all these years, I command restoration. All the shame, all the reproach, all the setback on your way because of your error, by the power of the blood, I command them deleted. I command every adversity from now to begin to work together for your good. I command every blockage to be your stepping stone to greatness in the name of Jesus. Very, very, very soon your story will change. By the Spirit of God, your testimony will change. It is changed to such a level that even your enemies will be compelled to bless God on your behalf. The church of God and your family shall rejoice with you. So shall it be. Thank you, Father Lord. Jesus' name we pray. Come and put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated in his presence. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you. Good morning, everybody. Oh, sorry. Good afternoon. Hallelujah. We celebrate God's grace and his goodness and faithfulness. To him alone be all the glory and the honor and the adoration. We want to celebrate our pastors, Pastor Chris and Pastor Nikki Benley. I thought I'm going to put our hands together for the grace of God upon you.
<clears throat> See the way you celebrated me. Come on, come on, come on. Celebrate this man and woman of awesome God. Hallelujah. Thank you. You are not doing it enough. Not enough. Not enough. Come on, put your hands together for grace. Put your hands together for the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. God bless you. You shall be celebrated. Okay, for me not to be partial. Now celebrate the grace of God upon your own life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I celebrate God's grace upon my life. Hallelujah. Thank you. Celebrate all the ministers in the house. Grandpa Ron, thank you. Thank you. All the men and women of God, the workers, thank you all. The choir, you are just fantastic. You brought heaven down this morning. No, you literally, literally brought heaven down. When Pastor and I were leaving the office, he prayed a simple prayer. That man is too much on fire. He just prays more prayer. Wow, Father, help me too. Eh, help me. And he said, Lord, after he has prayed for, we are just praying for the service. And then, just one phrase that, Lord, even we too, pastors, bless us. I said, Amen, but I was wondering how I'm going to be the one to preach. But, Pastor, this is God's presence. I have been thoroughly blessed through the worship. I can't remember the last time I felt the way I felt this morning in worship. I cannot remember. It was awesome. It was awesome. What I felt this morning, you know, this is God's presence, where I should not exaggerate. If this was the only thing I will come to Scotland for, it was more than worth it. And I'm calling God as my witness. This morning has been awesome for me. Awesome. I, I hope you felt God's presence too. Because we Christians, we have a problem. We are always putting God in a box. That he has to bless me during this, this, this time. We give him. We put God in a box. We give him. We, we, we want to give him instruction as to when he should bless us. I don't know which man of God I will have listened to this morning whose sermon will have blessed me like God thoroughly, thoroughly blessed me during the worship. Pastor, I was blessed. No liars will go to heaven. Yes, God really, really shook my life. God poured his love upon me. He really did. I don't know, last time I was weeping profusely during worship, before this morning. It has been so awesome. And I was wondering, I felt like just saying, brethren, don't you know what is happening here? Why are you waiting for the time of sermon? God has been fantastic. Not because of the choir. Of course, because the choir prepared, because they have prayed, they have waited on God. You guys are not entertainers, you are real worshippers. In some churches, they just entertain. They don't, I sent some, a message to somebody this morning. Actually, your daughter, Shalom, she play, plays keyboard for their church. And I said to her, let you, I've forgotten the message, but it's here. I said, take more time to prepare yourself spiritually in your prayer, in your consecration, 
more than the physical appearance. You know, young ladies, they want to look macuste. They want to look, you know, you have to speak in tongues to describe how they, have, how they look, you know. No? I said, but far, far more than that, prepare more spiritually. You guys, the Lord will bless you. Even though your amen is not encouraging, but he will still bless you. The theme for the month of April is the month of divine advancement. And I'm going to be sharing with you on advancing forcefully towards your destiny. I love those songs. I love everything. Thank you. Pastor Chris, I told him when I got the microphone, I thought to you, I'm a trained medical doctor. I didn't know you are very good in history, too. This man will get a, 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 a distinction in history, the way he trains our lives. He's just fantastic. I think he deserves another round of applause for being an historian, too. That was our history. God made our path to cross each other. God is awesome. There is no mistake in your life. When uh, uh, Grandpa Ron was sharing testimony, I was forced to ask from my pastor, how old is Edaron? And he gave me, I won't tell you. So. <laughs> but he's very close to 80. And he said, you know, the battles. And I was wondering, this devil must be a very bad devil. This man is very close to 80. Why is he still fighting him? Why can't he just leave him alone? It's okay for young people to be facing battles like you are facing now. And young boss like me to be facing battle like I'm facing. But this guy, ah, devil, you don't, you don't even have mercy and pity. Look at him. What else are you looking for? And he just shows me that our battles in life is from the womb to the grave. The only person who doesn't have much battle to fight is the person who is useless in life. The person whose life was nothing. If your, wa- if your life was something, you will fight battles. Because what the devil is fighting against in your life, ultimately, is not you. There's nothing the devil should fight against in your life. You are just dust. But when the devil fights against you, he fights against God's destiny and purpose in you. His major target is not you. Satan's target is God, the God in you, his purpose in you. So sometimes, you might not know the gravity or the bigness of your destiny, but sometimes, the kind of battles, the levels of battle you fight against may give you an idea of the greatness of your destiny. When you face incessant battles and war from one step to the other, you should be rejoicing. Maybe that's why Paul said, I mean, James said, can't it joy when you fall into diverse temptations and battles? So, keep on fighting. Winners don't quit. And quitters will never win. You will win. I'm going to share with you from the text we have read on how to advance forcefully towards your destiny. You remember the text we read? Where, where is the text? Which book of the Bible? What chapter? From what verse? 
Till our pastor now, don't tell us now. It's a, I'm a Sunday school teacher, so I'm, I'm, this is Sunday school class. Acts chapter, from what verse? To 27, okay. Is it okay to move here, sir? Am I, am I, I, will, I will not be trespassing. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ask anybody, did God offend you? Ask anybody, did God offend Ask somebody, did God offend you? Ask her, ask her. Did God offend you? Why are you not shouting at Elijah very well? Come on. What happened is this. On two occasions, two attempts, Paul made two attempts to proceed in the work of the Lord. And by the way, all of us are involved in God's work. If you are a Christian, everything, every good work you do is the work of God. Whether you are a cleaner, whether you are an engineer, whether you are an oil worker, you are a security officer, you are a doctor, you are a nurse, as long as you are a Christian, you are working for God. Say, I'm working for God. Whether you are a full-time housewife, in fact, your own is even super. No, I'm not joking. You are raising generations for Jesus, for which God will reward you. So, Paul was on God's business. And on two occasions, he made attempts to go and do God's work. And the same God said to him, no, don't go. And that is very shocking. I thought God would say, oh, yes, go, go. Simply put, there is time for everything. And all of a sudden, he didn't know what to do again. And God revealed to him in a dream where he should go. And where did the Holy Ghost ask him to go? Come over to Macedonia and help us. Who said that to him? Who, yes, who spoke to him in a dream? Yes, but who, who sent the message to him? Holy Spirit. Is that okay? Are we on the same page? Now, when somebody is on, is on errand for Jesus, you will think everything will be smooth. And the beginning of the journey was smooth for him. They got to a place and they did fantastic. They witnessed to some people, you know, you, you know I'm going to ask you a question now. Where did they get to? The first place they got to, they had great success. They preached, God opened the heart of some people and they became born again. Where was that place they got to? Okay. So that means you didn't follow the text. You need to follow the text. You must understand it. You must understand. Where did they get to? Oh my God. Keep on searching. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Christian, you must understand. Where did they get to? It can't be Asia, brother. It can't be Asia. You are deceiving them without verse of the Bible there. Where did they get to? And they preached to many people, and one of the ladies got open her eyes. Philippi. Philippi. They preached, and God opened somebody's heart. Somebody's heart was open. Who was that lady? Lydia. Seller of purple. They enjoy themselves. God sent people to them. The lady even begged them. The lady begged them, please come and stay in my house. They enjoy the hospitality. 
And they thought possibly that is how life would be. Oh, wow, this is good. God has really called us. And then something happened. They continued with the journey. They didn't settle there. Many of us, we haven't gotten to our destination. We have just reached a bus stop. Then we settled there. These people didn't settle in the house of Lydia. They didn't say, wow, this is fantastic. They kept on in the walk. The reason many of us progress, stop in life, is because we just got a, a little phase of our lives. And we thought, this is it. We refuse to move forward. You will move forward. Amen. So sometimes, current success is an enemy of future greater success. And because of the love of God, what God will do many times is that he will make where we are uncomfortable. Because that is not his final buster for us. He will juggle us. He will remove all the comfort. He will remove all the conveniences, all the security. He will remove it. And we are praying and we are fasting, wasting precious time. Instead of moving forward. You will move forward. Then they kept on in the business. Then they came across a lady. Who initially was like a Christian. Because she was saying the truth. These are the men of God. Who have come to show us the way of the truth. Eventually, it was demonic. They cast out the demons. And they were in prison. If you are on God's business, God has told you many years ago, Pastor, you didn't know what happened. You know, you don't, you don't know what happened in people's bedroom. I told my wife, you know, she was here, like most of you. She, was a, she, she is a citizen. Um, I was, and I'm still an African, as you can see. We got married. She came back here, and I told her in six months, I will meet you in London. My faith was so strong, I believe 100% in six months. I will be in London. Six months led to two years. Eventually, I came here. And I thought by the time I came here in six months, everything will just change. And for years, it's like I was still struggling. And one day, I called her. I said, ah, is, this the, is this the London? <laughs> I was so bitter. I said, is this London? So, he said, why am I here? This would have been better for me to be in Africa. I was making more progress than this place. Sometimes life is like that. What we, what we expect, we, do, we really don't see what we expect sometimes. So in the course of pursuing God's will, Paul and Silas landed in prison in the midst of the will of God. The fact that God has spoken, the fact that God is leading you, does not mean your road is going to be smooth. The fact that you are hearing, you are obeying God, you are being led by the Holy Spirit, you are in the center of the will of God. Does not mean that the road will be smooth. Sometimes, the more you obey God, the more the difficulty you are confronted with. And the more you trust God, the more breakthrough you will receive. So they landed in prison. But thank God, they never gave up. They started worshiping and praying in the prison, in chains and fetters. And God broke the prison door. What lesson do we learn there as we advance? Because the Bible tells us in Romans 15 verse 4 that everything that is in the Bible is written for our admonition so that we can learn. We're talking of you advancing forcefully towards your destiny. You will advance. 
If you don't mind lifting up your right hand and say, Father, the wisdom to advance, the power to advance, the courage to advance, let it come upon me. Pray that prayer for one minute. Pray that prayer for one minute. Lifting up your right hands, Father, in the name of Jesus, the wisdom to advance, the grace to advance, the courage to advance, the power to advance, I receive in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Advancing forcefully towards your destiny. Let me share with you from this story. You may not be called as a missionary. It does not matter what your destiny is. It does not matter what your situation and circumstances are. It does not matter what God has called you to do. You can borrow a leaf from them. You can borrow experiences from these great men. Number one, there there will be obstacles along your way. You are guaranteed obstacle. The first obstacle along your way is wrong decision. The reason people do not advance the way they are supposed to is because many times we make wrong decisions. In chapter 16 of Acts of the Apostles, verses 6 and 7, the Bible tells us when they have, can I have this? Can I have, okay, NIV. And Paul and his companion traveled throughout the region of Phygelia and Galatia and having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word. They attempted to preach the word. They thought everywhere is a fertile ground for the preaching of the word. They didn't realize that it's time for everything and every place. They tried to preach. In verse 7, the same thing happened to them. So when they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Holy Spirit would not allow them. On two occasions, they made wrong decisions. But thank God for the presence and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you a question. If they have gone to Bithynia, if they have, gone, if they have stayed in Asia, if they have been laboring, their effort will have been fruitless. They would not have advanced, even though God spoke to them, move forward. The reason many times our progress are delayed in life, the reason many times we waste time, we waste effort, we waste opportunities, is because we lack the knowledge, the revelation knowledge of God's perfect way, and therefore we make wrong decisions. So in order for you to really, really advance, take time to pray. Take time to wait upon God. Take time to to hear from him what exactly he wants you to do. Not every open door is an open door. Write it down. Not every open door is an open door. It is not every open door that you should enter. God has specific open door for you. They thought Asia was there for them. Bithynia was there for them. They thought, wow, this is a grand, fantastic ground for the preaching of the gospel. But God said, no, keep on moving. And many of us in life, our progress has been stalled because we made wrong decisions. We pray about that. Number two, opposition and obstruction on our way to supernatural advancement is demonic obstruction. Demonic obstruction. In verses 16 and 18. Verses 16 to 18 rather. And it came to pass as we went to prayer. A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us. Who brought her master much gain by fortune telling. Verse the next one. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are the servants of the Most High God who are telling us the way to be saved. 
Next one. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. Another major obstacle on our way to progress, on our way to fulfilling destiny, like I've said to you, we have multifaceted level of destiny. Your marriage is part of your destiny. Your job is part of your destiny. Your career is part of your destiny. Your spiritual life is part of your destiny. Your finances is part of your destiny. In all these areas of life, there are bound to be opposition. In order for you to advance, and one of the major sources of opposition in Christian life is demonic obstruction. Remember our sister who came here to give testimony and elder on. They attest to the fact that there are so many powerful forces fighting against them. The Bible says, we wrestle not. He said, we are wrestling. We are fighting. But our wrestling and our fighting are not against human beings, flesh and blood. They are against powers, against principalities, against wicked spirits in the heavenly places. So Paul was able to identify the source of the problem. Many of us, we don't, we don't identify what the source of the problem is. But thank God for divine wisdom in the life of Paul. He was able to identify what the source of the problem is. He knew this is evil. This is devil. He never fought against a woman. Many husbands fight against their wives. Many ignorant women, they fight against their husband. They don't fight against the forces that are behind their husband or their wives. They fight in the flesh. Some careless men have even turned their wife to punch him back. Can you imagine Christian men beating up their wives? I will show you. So the way to show their wife is to beat their wife. That's a useless man. If you want to fight, go and look for another man like yourself. No man is your enemy. The enemy is our ultimate enemy. Satan, rather, is our ultimate enemy. And Paul was able to identify that. And he took authority. He took authority over the powers of darkness operating in that, in that, in that lady. Cast out the demon. So many times, the morning forces and power could be our obstruction. It is not at all times that our enemies are always demonic. So many Christians today, their focus is always demons. Everything. They, even, they glorify demons more than Jesus Christ. They actually come to a level of worshiping Satan. Because all the time, Satan, I can see you there. Satan, I can see you. Now, oh, demon, you are following me here again. Oh, when I left Uganda, I thought I have escaped you, Satan. Satan, you are fine. Everything is Satan. Demons say, oh, come on. Satan is a defeated enemy. So demonic oppression, demonic personality can hinder. Number three, imprisonment and chains. The next obstacle on the way to Paul and Silas fulfilling God's destiny in their lives was they were, they were in prison. And somebody is thanking God. Thank God I am not a prisoner. Most human beings are prisoners. Prisoners of our thoughts. 
prisoners of our circumstances, prisoners of our past negative experiences. What is imprisoning you? Prisoner of unbelief. Prisoner of limitation. All kinds of barriers. The people of Israel were set free from Egypt. But Egypt was never delivered from them. They left Egypt physically, but they carried Egypt within them. They carried the slavery experiences. They never knew what it means to enjoy life. Even when the opportunity came for them to enjoy life, they were still longing for the cucumber of Egypt, for the melon, for the garlic. In my village in Africa, there was no garlic. Pastor, when I got to UK and I saw garlic, I said, this is what the people of Israel were talking about, that they want to go back to Egypt to eat garlic, garlic, melon. Slavery mentality. Past experiences. Abuses from parents. Many African children were abused. Me, I was, I was beaten thoroughly. When I, I was so rascally when I was a child. I was so anointed by the devil to be rascally. And my uncle was demonically rascally to touch. He, he, his own, he tortured me, Pastor. He beat me up. <laughs> One day he beat me so much, and I began to do number two. You don't know what it's meant to be. You know, when you do number two, definitely you will do number one. I said, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. I'm doing about to say I'm not doing anything. And that's what has formed many people's lives. The old abuses. The old pain. The old insult. The old words that have been programmed into our lives. You can never be anything. You are an idiot. They even compare you to your sibling. See him. See John. Very intelligent. You, we don't know where you got your own brain from. Stone brain. And you carry that. Oh, my parents say I can never be anything. My teacher told me, oh, I, I should forget about becoming this. I rebuke that. Yeah. I break that power. Yeah. Imprisonment. Paul was imprisoned physically. He was incarcerated. What's your level of imprisonment? What is imprisoning you? Whatever mindset you have that is contrary to the mindset of God for you is an imprisonment. Whatever thinking ability, thinking, thinking pattern, whatever system of thoughts that you are used to, that is different from the thought of the word of God is an imprisonment. We break that power this morning. Paul was there in the prison. It could be an imprisonment of immigration. It could be health imprisonment. It could be that after your marriage, you have not, you have not conceived. It could be an imprisonment in any way, imprisonment in your mind. In fact, some, some people see their marriage as imprisonment. Hey, it's even better I'm not married. When I wasn't married, I was freer than this. I didn't know I was going to marry half demon, half human being. Oh, Lord, what have I done? God will set you free. Whatever the source of imprisonment, sometimes the place you are at work. This morning or yesterday, I was reading an article from America that about 44% of people in America, they hate their work. That they actually lose their sleep because of their work. So sometimes, even the job you do can be an imprisonment. And it's a necessary imprisonment. Well, I don't like the job, but I still have to go there. God will change that for you. Um, Lastly, how do we escape? How do we overcome? 
Paul overcame. Silas overcame. You will overcome. Amen. You need spiritual discernment to know exactly the solution to that problem. Every situation has its own way of escape. There is no single master key that can unlock every door of adversity. When Paul came in contact with the woman that was demon-possessed, he has the key to open the door. He knew he has to use the key of spiritual authority. When he came in contact with imprisonment, he knew the key to use. He knew this one will not involve casting out demons. It will involve connecting to God. He began to praise God. God will give you discernment. Brethren, there is never any problem on earth without a solution. Please say after me, there's no problem. There is no situation on earth without a solution. Say after me, God has all the solution. And because he has all the solution, I also, I have the solution. Brethren, God has never left us as Christians at the mercy of the enemy. God said to Paul, go to Macedonia and preach. He went and he was in prison. In the course of obeying God, sometimes we find ourselves in situations that look like an imprisonment. You know what weaklings we do? Weaklings we complain. Weaklings we murmur. But strong men Strong women, like who? Oh my God, I don't want to stay in this room. Strong men and women, like who? You are not even sure. Strong men and dynamic men and women, like who? Thank you. I love you. I love your face. I love your face. Say, I'm strong. Say it again. Say it five more times. Five more times. Five more times. Let me tell you, brethren, you are very strong. You are stronger than you think. Paul was in prison. You know what? Hey, hey, brothers, it has happened. Hallelujah. You know? They were not shouting. They were not, they were not crying like some of you will be crying. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, where is your face? Why have you abandoned me? As if your experience is stronger than the Bible. The Bible says, in, I mean, God said in the Bible, I will never leave you. I will never. You didn't force him to make that, that promise in the book of Hebrews 13 verse 5. He said, he said, for he has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. We saw, the, first time we, the first one we see was, we bow down and worship Yahweh. And God was putting in my heart. He said, he said are you really qualified to worship Yahweh? No. no. He said, me to worship Yahweh, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the King of Glory, the Commander of the Heavenly Battalion, the Creator of Heaven and Earth is behind me. Is the All Powerful, the Almighty, the All Glorious God. The fact that you are in prison is not an indication that God has left you. He said, "When you are in prison, I be there." In the river, I will be there. On the water, I, even in the fire, even in lion's den, I will be there. Adversity does not remove God from you. So Paul and Silas, they were aware that God was there. They knew they had God. 
They knew they were in the center of God's will. Even in prison, they began to worship. Wow. What God's minister to me there is that we must have the right attitude. Pastor, sometimes what we need to overcome is not even prayer. There is, there is, there is, there is room for everything. There is time to be strong. Of course, you have to pray. I believe in fasting. I believe in prayer. I pray and I fast. But sometimes, you just have to be strong. You just have to remind yourself, hey, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You remind yourself. You get angry. You are not proud and boastful, but in your heart, you are strong. That's my sister who mentioned her village. Where are you? Where is that sister who spoke about her village? They thought, hey, ah. In my village, too, was like that. I, do, I think maybe you're from the same. See me after the service. You see. Even the way you are looking, you are looking more like a village. Like somebody from my village, even though you are looking prettier now because I'm in UK. In my village, that village was the headquarters of all the witches in the whole of the locality. No, I'm not, I'm not joking. And the lady that was the head of them all was from my family. It was torturous as a young boy. I would not to sleep. Even in the dream, I would know I was dreaming in the dream. I'm not exa- God is my witness. In the dream, they would torture me so much. And I would say to myself, anyway, I would soon wake up. I'm not joking. Real life, young boy. Oh, they would beat me up. I would see marks. Wound in my body in real life. I will eat in my dream. I will be bursting the food I ate when I woke up. And I'll be smelling the food I ate in my dream. Real life. Who born you? You haven't seen war. <laughs> and then I gave my life to Christ. Young boy. Young boy, secondary school boy. The same place you will be walking and you are. My father will tell us, six of us, six, six, five boys, one girl, say, please don't walk together. Say, when, if you want to go to the same place, you can take different routes and meet there. Or let somebody go first and the rest of you will follow. So that people will not see you together. You don't know the meaning of warfare. And then I became born again. Hey, hey. And we were taught you must be humble. And to be humble, he knows. So you have to bow down your head and walk gently. Even when you step on the ant, he, could, he won't die. Just, just, that was how to be holy and to be to be humble. But as much as I bowed down my head, walking gently, there was this big person in me. I was so conscious of him. The man would be like this. Really? It, it's, it's like even though I was a small boy walking like this, but this man will raise up his hand big like this, flexing his nose to say, if you have two heads, come and meet me. So there were two of us walking. The real person people would be seeing would be me walking like this. But then somebody else was there with him and saying, if you have two heads, you just come and face me. Don't worry, I won't, come to, I won't get to your place. <laughs> and I was so conscious. And they warned us, don't go to that place. Yo. When you get to that house, you must not eat there. I will dare them. I will go to the same place I wouldn't go before. And I will greet them after some time. It will be time for me to go. I say, won't you even give me something to eat? <laughs> the same place, who born you to eat there? You dare not. Now I will tell them, oh, I will stay here for some time. Won't you even give me something to eat? Then they will give me food. Bless it and eat. And they say, where has that Jesus gone to? 
Why are we afraid of the enemy? Why are we dodging our head and bending down and bowing double because of the powers of the enemy? Every prison door will open for you. Every demonic power will bow before you. Every adversity will become your opportunity for greatness. Have the right mind. Have the right attitude. Be like Caleb, whom God said, Caleb and Joshua will get to the promised land because of one reason. He said they have a different spirit. Have a different spirit. Stop having a slave mentality. Have the spirit of the Son of God. Have, you know, there was this film in those days. No retreat, no. I know you will remember. I know. No retreat. And then the third one is no stagnation. No, just, just rise up and begin to walk. When you move, the rest of your path. The more you sit down, the more your problem remains and solidify. You rise up with the wings of faith. Rise up with the boldness of the Son of God. Rise up with the backing of the Most High God. Advance forcefully. Have you lost your job? It's not the time for you to bow down and be weeping. Go out, look for other opportunities. Retrain. Do something. It may be smaller than what it used to be. Thank God for that. Oh, my time is gone. Well, let me tell you one more story before. I, I love telling stories. I'm the real historian. He's a doctor. So when he tells stories, he's just borrowing my, my profession. But I forgive him. Hallelujah. This is my last story. For you to know that wherever you are, eh, listen, even what you are complaining about, it is still an envy of some people. A week before the last program in Nigeria, before the last uh, Congress, especially Ghost Night, I went a week to go and have real old-time Pentecostal prayer with some old brethren. And we colonized one brother's house to be our, our, uh, our what do you call it? Our base, our base, our headquarters, our retreat ground. This is real story. It happened in February. When I got to this brother's house, there was only one mattress in his house, which his daughter used to sleep. He himself slept on the floor. He had no fan. Someone doesn't have fan in Nigeria? You don't need, I don't, in my house, I don't have fan. I don't need it here. You, do you have fan in your house too? Why are you looking at me as if it's a crime not to have fan? I didn't say I don't have heater. If I don't have heater, I won't be here today. But I don't have fan. This man in Nigeria has no fan. He has no fan. He has no bed. He has no mattress. When he came to pick me, he put on his best clothes. That best clothes, I can never wear it and come out of my house. And it's my brother. He can pray. He has just finished 40 days fasting and praying. When I say 40 days, not breaking the night. We call it marathon fasting. And I look at him. This man is holy. This man is righteous. I gave him some shirts which I brought from here. Now, when I got to my where I normally stay, I discovered that I have some jacket suits. I didn't even know they were there. I just put them in this jacket case. When I opened them, I saw about three jackets, one complete suit or two complete, two complete suit, one jacket. And you know what? I just gathered them together. They're my friend. I mean, the guy is my friend. I gave them to him. Gave him money to go and dry clean. When he prayed and prayed and prayed, he was almost cursing. He said, oh, 
bro. He also called, we don't call ourselves pastor. He's bro. Say bro, you cover my nakedness. I was saying to myself, with what? With the clothes I have not used for one year or more. With the clothes I didn't even know were there. It means even my unwanted clothes were his answered prayer. So even where you are now, that you think you have been demoted, some people will die to have it. The wife you marry, that you are now complaining, look at her, she's so dirty. Some people, they will say, Lord, if we want to cut two fingers, just give me this kind of lady. Just let me have a wife. Just let me stop hugging pillow. Let me just start hug, hugging a human being. The man you don't value now. There are 1,000 women there who are saying, Father, God, let this woman say she doesn't want this man again. You. <laughs> Maybe even in the church. Lord, look at brass one so now. Eh? What's, what, uh, why is my own head different? Eh? Let the woman just say she doesn't want this brother again. I will just grab him. And when the man comes to the house, you are looking at him. So you call yourself a man. Ah! There are one million women who are calling him men who want to, who want to grab him. You better grab him very well. You better appreciate what you have. You better glorify the name of the Lord. You better have a praising and worshiping spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop money. That's the message. Start enjoying where you are. When Paul got to that place, Philippi, and they met Lydia, I was reading this morning. Lydia was begging them, let me take care of you. Come to my house. They went to his house. They began to enjoy. Enjoy where you are now. Life is in faces. No face will remain permanent. When God gave you a job, did he tell you this job is for permanent? Did he tell you that? I better stop bullying. Make the most of what you are now. Make the most of your wife, your husband. Make the most, even your house you are living in. Make the most of your food. You may not be eating the kind of food you want to eat now, but even the one you have now, oh, enjoy it. Eat it with relish. You may not have money to buy McDonald's, but the little McDonald's you have in your house, turn it to McDonald's. Just enjoy. Say, man, you know, just... Kiss your wife. Hug your husband. Celebrate one another. And the Lord will take you to where you deserve. Father, in the name of Jesus, confirm your word in the life of your children. The spirit of the Lion of Judah that will never bow to any adversity. The spirit of the Son of God that will never win your complaint. The spirit of boldness and power that we make the most of adversity. Let it, let it come upon your children. The power, the anointing and the grace to firstly advance towards our destiny. No matter the demonic attack, no matter the success and the joy, no matter the imprisonment, I command that spirit to come upon this house now. Father, fountain of love Abadin. Take us to a greater level. Cause your church to forcefully advance to fulfill their destiny. Every member, our pastors, our pastor, missus, all the ministers and leaders and the workers and members, let the spirit of the Lion of Judah, the spirit of the Son of God, come upon us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus, now we pray. Lord bless you.